Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Acts 25. How many times throughout the scripture do we see God's people being treated unfairly or unjustly? A lot. Now, as we look at those, I think of times like Joseph in Genesis, or obviously the greatest example would be Jesus Christ himself being crucified unjustly. How many of those times where we see God's people being treated unfairly or unjustly, do we look back and say, hmm, God knew what he was doing? All of them. And how many times do we look back at those situations and say the best thing uh, that God's people can do in those moments um, of being treated unjustly or unfairly is to trust God and be faithful to him? All of them. That's always the best thing for God's people to do. When we're treated unjustly, when we're treated unfairly, we must uh, look to God, we must trust Him, and we must continue to be faithful to Him. And we're going to see another example of that today in Acts 25. Now, in some ways, Acts 5 is a transitionary chapter that really sets up something specific in Acts chapter 26, but really then changes the direct the trajectory of the rest of the book towards Rome. But but what I want us to see is here is Paul being faithful in the midst of injustice and, and even evil. And we'll see that starting in verse one, um, we see a new Roman governor. So it's no longer Felix. It is now this man named Festus. And he goes up to Jerusalem. And even though it's two years later, one thing that's stood out to me as I read this was, man, the the Jewish leaders have not forgot about Paul. Even though he's been sitting in a, you know, somewhat prison-like situation in Caesarea for two years, they are still thinking about him. And they come uh, and, and they ask him to bring Paul to Jerusalem because verse three, they're planning an ambush to kill him on the way. And Festus doesn't give in to that demand. And I think we should even see the sovereignty of God in that, but he tells them to come down to Caesarea. And so they do, and they stand before Festus. And it says in verse seven, they bring many and serious charges against Paul that they could not prove. So here they are making false accusations against Paul, unprovable accusations against Paul. Uh, And Paul answers in his defense, neither against the law of the Jews, nor against the temple, nor against Caesar have I committed any offense. But then look at verse nine, but Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, do you wish to go up to Jerusalem and there be tried on these charges before me? And so there, we're going to see later in the chapter, uh, Festus is even going to say, hey, this man is, there's no reason to hold this man. This man is innocent of what they're charging. So what he does here is very unjust by 
by seeking to do the Jews a favor. So he's not really interested in the right outcome. He's interested in what's favorable for himself politically. And Paul is the collateral damage of that. Paul should be set free, but he is not. He he suffers injustice here at the hand of the Roman governor because the Roman governor is trying to play politics with the situation instead of doing what's right. Does that ever happen today? All the time. It can happen in our society with our politicians. It can happen in your workplace. It can happen in relationships where people are doing something in their best interest, or at least what they think is their best interest, that that hangs you out to dry. And you may be the victim of that. And so what does Paul do uh, when he is asked if he wants to go to Jerusalem? Paul says, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal where I ought to be tried. To the Jews, I have done no wrong, as you yourself know very well. So Paul, he's not afraid to speak to some of these things. He's not just going along with the unfair treatment and the injustice without ever bringing it up. No, he's even here saying, you know that I've done no wrong. He is, again, asserting his innocence. And then he asserts his political rights. He says, if then I am a wrongdoer and have committed anything for which I deserve to die, I do not seek to escape death. But if there is nothing to their charges against me, no one can give me up to them. I appeal to Caesar. So he asserts his political rights and appeals to Caesar. And Festus says to Caesar, you have appealed to Caesar, you shall go. Now, just a couple chapters ago, we should remember that Paul receives a vision, really the the Lord, Jesus appears to him while he is in prison in the, the Roman fortifications there in Jerusalem. And the Lord says, take courage for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. So I think Paul even making this appeal could be a way that he's saying, hey, God told me I'm going to Rome, so let's make it happen. Like Let's let's appeal this to Rome because that's where God has told me I am going to go. So I think you even see his faithfulness in the appeal because he knows that this is where God has me headed. I'm going to go there now by appealing to Caesar. And then the rest of the chapter is very much setting up the action that we will see in chapter 26. Because Agrippa, the king, so he would have been some kind of descendant of Herod and had some uh, kind of political clout or authority clearly underneath uh, the sovereignty of Rome in this situation. Uh, But he comes and he brings Bernice, it says, with him, and they stay with Festus. And so Festus starts talking about um, things with Agrippa. And, uh, you know, he kind of reveals himself. You you see more of Festus's injustice in um, in this section. Consider verse 18, for instance, when the accusers stood up, they brought no charge in his case of such evils as I have, as I supposed. Rather, they had certain points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a certain Jesus who was dead, but whom Paul asserted to be alive. Being at a loss for how to investigate these questions, I asked whether he wanted to go to Jerusalem and be tried there regarding them. But when Paul appealed to the emperor to be kept in custody for the decision of the emperor, I ordered him to be held until I could send him to Caesar. Um, And so, 
I think he betrays himself. Well, I wasn't seeing anything evil in this guy, uh, but I wanted to take him up to Jerusalem. I think he's trying to put a cover over this when he knew Paul was not guilty and he should have released Paul, but he didn't. But we also see in that section that I read the continued faithfulness of Paul, um, where what Festus is catching on is Paul's talking about the resurrection. So in whatever discussions they've had, Paul has made it clear uh, that Jesus Christ is alive. So that's where I say, what is Paul doing in the midst of this unfair, unjust treatment? He's continuing to proclaim the gospel. He is continuing to proclaim the risen Savior. And that's what we'll continue to see him doing. So here, the Jews are scheming against Paul. Uh, The Roman governor is being unjust in his treatment of Paul because he is seeking his own political advantage. Yet in the midst of all of this, Paul is remaining faithful. And then the chapter ends really with everyone coming, it says with great pomp, you know, coming into this audience hall where Paul is going to come and speak. And that's what we're going to see in chapter 26. But today I want you to be encouraged. Uh, You may be in the middle of a situation right now where you feel you are being treated unfairly or unjustly. And if you're not in that situation right now, just give it some time. I'm sure you will experience that soon enough. But whenever you find yourselves in those situations, trust that God is in control. Even here, God is using this to get Paul to Rome, which is what he said would happen. Or think of the other examples. Think of Joseph. You meant this for evil, but God meant this for good. We see that again and again in the scriptures, we need to trust that even in the midst of injustice, even in the midst of evil, God still has a plan. We need to trust that and we need to seek to remain faithful. And again, here's where Paul is a good example. He is continuing to resign himself to the will of God and even seeking to go to Rome. He is continuing to proclaim the gospel, speaking of the risen Lord. So when you find yourselves in those situations, or if you are in that situation, trust God's plan and seek to remain faithful to him. And maybe even spend some time today praying about what that faithfulness might look like and even affirming your trust in God, even when you may be looking at the failures of people in your own life. Our God never fails. So let's be faithful to him. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.